When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who let the dogs out? was nice, the party was pumping. Hey, yeah. And everybody having a ball. Hey, hey. Until the fellas started him calling. Hey, and the girls respond to the call. Hey, I hey, have a pool hey, with shots hey, on. Who let the dogs out? 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 Who let Who let the dogs out? That is uh, the theme of the day. Actually, not who the It dogs seems are. like some people in my neighborhood left their dogs out because we got it on the camera that they running through the neighborhood. What uh, kind of dogs? The ones that should never be let outside. Like pits? Yes. Running around the neighborhood? Yes. Are you serious? I just got a thing. Like it's multiple? A, you said plural. Two of them. Somebody said, y'all need to get a better fence in y'all's area because if there's two dogs, because there's, I, I wow. live in a place where a lot of people walk around. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. And, and, and pits are listen. I love me some pits. I grew up with pit bulls. Yes. So I'm not scared of pits. But I'm not of, scared of them either. A lot of but people other are. people are. Other people, especially yeah. we have kids. People are yeah. very afraid yeah. of how. That's what I'm worried about. The reputation. The kids of pit in our neighborhood, and we got a lot of kids in our neighborhood. We like our neighborhood because kids like to play in our neighborhood. I walk around with a, a basically a metal rod. Yeah. Uh, that I have it's crafted myself. It's it a kinda, but it's because I used to walk around my two dogs. I uh, mm-hmm. got two chocolate labs, and I was in uh, the neighborhood. I was attacked by a pit bull one time. It was a loose pit bull. It ran out of some dude's garage. He's an idiot. He left his yeah. pit bull. Uh, no, there are some people in, in our neighborhood that and, that are like, they're like my dog's cool, and you're like, my dog's on a leash, and your dog isn't. Yeah. It's gonna get a good. No, his dog yeah. ran across the street to the other side of the street to go attack my dog. Ugh. So that's that before I started ro- ro- walking with the rod. Yeah. All right. Now and, got the rod. Got the rod. <laughs> now got the rod. Uh, but it attacked. It attacked uh, our dog. We had just gotten Kaya from the shelter, and she ran off. It took us like two hours to catch her. She just ran a while and like literally broke away. Yeah, and at least she was so damn scared. And I had to save one dog. I couldn't. I had to save the old dog. We had a fourteen year old lab. I had to save her. I said, one dog's got to fend for yourself. And Kiki's got some pit in her. Yeah. And she's from H-Town. She's a Hurricane Harvey rescue. I was like, man, you're from the streets. You're a Harvey rescue. I got to pick a dog to, to to care for and to protect. I picked the old one. And she just ran off. Fight or flight. She just <laughs> left. She did not fight at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now I carry a, a rod with me when I walk. I tell my wife to carry it, too. She doesn't. I was like, because you get attacked by a pit bull, you better have something to defend yourself with. No doubt. And I love pit bulls, by the way. I, I like uh, Kevin Hart did a bit the other day. He said, people come over to my house all the time, and they always ask me, does your dog bite? Because he's got a Doberman pincher. Mm-hmm. And he said, does your dog bite? He always goes, don't bite me. <laughs> <laughs> it don't, it don't bite me. <laughs> my, and, and that's cool. Bite? Not me. And that's cool if yeah. your dog is never getting out right, exactly. right, without supervision. But if your dog's out without supervision, hopefully it's a, it's a nice dog. I, I, did, uh, I did find out about Baja Men who let the dogs out uh, because it is fun when you, someone posted something that they, they thought that they, this was referring to women of who let the dogs out. It was like, who let the ugly women in the club? 
And I looked what? it up. I looked it up and I was like, that is not the case. The Baja men have said this is a feminist anthem and the dogs are men catcalling women. Wow. That is what the song is actually about. Are you serious? I yes. Like that. The song is about, and if you like hear it, it the, it's like we're all having fun and then some guys come in and say something and the wow. women say, who let the dogs out? So the dogs are jerk men. So that apparently is meant to be a feminist anthem who let the dogs out. This is why I love Patrick because his music theme, music theme the days research. of the week. I, I've never known that. No, never, I did not it either. And my you it's like, this, is a mo- this came out, it was popular from the Rugrats movie and it's a feminist <laughs> anthem. Yeah. Craziness. Hold yeah. up, in the Rugrats movie? Yeah. That's why that's what yep. this became popular because it was yep. in that soundtrack, it was in the soundtrack and all the kids loved it and wow. so it got really popular out of that. Dogs, but. I mean, kids love these little dog songs. Yeah, because they know what dogs. They know know fourteen words. Dogs, one of them. (laughs) Yeah, that is that is a great little factoid about it. Man, it's a feminist anthem. That is what they when they wrote it. They wrote it as a feminist anthem. And I'm a feminist, so I appreciate that. So now you can play Baja Men at the house. I'm all about it. When your wife comes in, you just go, I don't know. I love feminist anthem. That is that is great. Wow, that is a Craig Way level factoid, Patrick. (laughs) Good for you. That is some Craig Way level factoid rabbit holing right there, brother. Well done. Uh, all right, we will play uh, since we are talking about the dogs. Uh, and that is the new theme of New Theme Thursday, uh, showing some love to Lou, the unofficial mascot of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, today was his found day, so we're talking a lot about dogs. And we will play the Coach Bennett famous dog rant. I believe my man Patrick has pulled it. Yeah, hard, yeah, sent yeah, it to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, CB. We'll play it for you. It, I, I can't believe some people haven't heard it, but as the, the texter mentioned, it has been like, Ten plus years. Yep. So I can see why Patrick. It might have just kind of, you know, or maybe Patrick heard it and didn't know he heard it, or maybe he just might have missed it because uh, I think it was viral for like I don't know, like a week. <laughs> Everybody was. was playing that damn thing. Uh, it is a great rant though. So we'll get to that coming up here uh, in the end of, at the end of this segment. But first, let's dive into Texas basketball news, gentlemen, because uh, this one. Uh, got a lot of Longhorn fans stressed out after they found out about a decommitment from a Longhorn prospect. And this was actually a Woj bomb. So, you know, when it's a mm-hmm. Woj bomb, it's an official official. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported today from ESPN that California high school guard A.J. Johnson, a projected 2024 NBA draft lottery pick, uh, he told ESPN that he has decommitted from the Longhorns and signed a deal. I'm sure I'm going to screw up this name. Ilarara. Hawks of the National Basketball League in Australia. I'm sure I messed it up. Thank hey, you for man. the encouragement. Though. I appreciate I got the support. You, bro. Uh, <laughs> he's a six-six uh, senior uh, at Southern California Academy, highest-profile American prospect to leap to the NBL since Lamelo Ball, who played his 2019-20 season there and ended up being the number three overall pick in the NBA draft. Hard. So I've been seeing yeah, the Twitterverse, a lot of Longhorn fans voicing their. Uh, displeasure yep, yep. Uh, their disdain with this news uh, but when I heard from uh, Chad and Zay I heard from Zay on Chad and Zay via Jeff Howe that $750,000 come on man was the number that AJ uh, Johnson was offered to play in the NBL well straight cash homie cream rules everything around me dollar cash. dollar <laughs> bill <laughs> yeah. y'all yeah. and the fact too I don't want to play school mm-hmm. so if I'm gonna if I'm a one and done and I know that's what I want to be. And I got an opportunity to go over there and make 700000 to go get this money. Of course I'm doing that. Nobody at the University of Texas is going to try to give a kid uh, uh, 700000 for one year. And to Patrick's point of what he said earlier, he was probably going to play 10 to 15 minutes a game 
We saw what Dylan Mitchell did this past year. If Dylan Mitchell really wanted to go overseas, Mm -hmm. he probably could have. I mean, there have been opportunities. It's it's about the decision for what you make for your family. And in this day and age, that is the world that we live in. There's It's bigger than just the game of basketball now. It's bigger than the game of football. It's bigger than the game of base. There's so many different things that are tugging at people, the information that is out there. And if you have this opportunity to go get that, oh, yeah. I totally understand why. It had zero to do with Coach Terry. It had zero to do with Coach Beard. Because in reality, if it had something to do with Coach Beard, why didn't the young man ask for to get out of his uh, letter of intent so he could possibly go somewhere else to get that kind of uh, uh, exposure? It's not like everything had to be uh, because of, quote-unquote, the Coach Terry hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think really what it came down to was that they offered enough money that it made sense for him to go do that. Absolutely. So when he when he agreed to go to Texas, I'm sure there was talks of what the money could be. Yep. Because you know it's not like oh we're we're not going to give it to you because we don't know what other players were getting. We don't know, so we can't guarantee you any money in NIL. And so he was given, hey man, NIL. This is what some of our other players make. You can make up to that. And then he goes to. And then he gets a contract offer because technically he's not supposed to get any offers for NIL until he shows up shows to UT. Up to That's right. Yeah, you That's can't right. guarantee anything. So he can't guarantee any of that until he, gets, right. until he gets here. He's a student athlete. And then the other people say, here's a guarantee for $750,000. He goes, but cool. One year. I didn't want to go. <laughs> I really didn't want to go to school anyway. And the main reason now for a college player to pick school over one of those, if you're not going to be a top three pick or something, and we really can get that huge NIL money is you want to start building your brand for Nike or Adidas or Puma or whatever it is. You want to start building your brands for Gatorade or whatever other. You want to start building that in college because your college fan base is going to help you get that deal when you go to the next level that the pro team will go, all right, now we have this market and your college town market. And so if we – so if if a player – so if – Dylan Mitchell goes in the draft and they go, okay, Dylan, you played at Texas, so we're, we can hit the Texas market because you played in Texas, and then wherever team drafts, you can hit that market. We're going to help build your brand. So it is still an investment, but it is a brand investment for those guys that are going to be one and dones. You'll see less and less of it as time goes on, but some of the big names are still always going to go to college because they don't want to leave the country, and they don't want to go on the G League Ignite either and not necessarily and play in smaller buildings than they're going to be playing at in college basketball. No, it's a great point, and you know we talked about this earlier. You brought the NIL too. You guys have to understand that all of these big time prospects now, the ones in the transfer portal and the ones who are coming out of high school, they all have dollar figures attached to them now, Uh, and they all come in with a number that you either have to meet or you got to beat to get their services. And a lot of these programs now at Texas and other schools, because they're in the NIL transfer portal era. They have to operate much like in NFL teams do, NBA teams do, where they have a certain uh, allotment of dollars to spend uh, on NIL money and NIL opportunities uh, through entities like the Texas One Fund. And when a guy like A.J. Johnson probably comes to coaches and goes, hey, man, 750000 I need y'all to meet it or beat it. Um, and buy. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they, they got about, I don't know, $3 million or $3 million, $3.5 million to work with with the entire squad. They may go, yeah, actually, I don't know if he's worth the 750 Gs. I don't right. know if we, we got it for one guy. Right. When when Dylan DeSue, I'm sure, also has got a number. 
Yeah. Them yeah. dudes in right now is like, hey guys, I need y'all to meet this number if I'm coming. And he got tape. And he's got so I'm saying like this. And he got tape. Every player's got those numbers. So exactly. that's it, it does work almost like um you know, say you got a salary cap, but you do have a certain allotment of NIO dollars every program does have to spend. That's why the Texas One Fund needs your help. Because yep. they would like it to be a robust amount uh, of money to spend in terms of NIL opportunities. Uh but yeah, that's the new reality new reality of the transfer portal era. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And Look. I mean, and we see it as we've seen some of these guys that have made quick decisions on where they are going to that there's been at least promises or, you know, hey man, uh, you know, I, I get what you're what were you making there? Yep. All right, we can do better than that. And we can we can one up you. But because they're already in the game. And so some of these transfers they go, Man, I was already making this here. Uh Texas is looking at a lot of team a lot of guys that are coming from not necessarily as big as schools, so not the same NIL money. So a lot of these guys, it would be a boost just in general principle to go to UT because the money at UT will be more oh, yeah. on a base level than at a lot of the, like Oral it, Roberts. It will be higher oh, yeah. than Oral Honestly, Roberts. I, I know people don't want to look at it like this, but just like a professional squads, listen, what you really want is re- uh, the most bang for your buck. Yep. Exactly. So if I can get, it's just like the NFL, right? You got to pay for the produ- productivity of a first round pick. You pay. All right, for the privilege of drafting a guy that Mm -hmm. high, that top talent. What you really want is a guy in the fourth round, the fifth round, who got passed over, was a really good player that can make your roster because he's cheap. And the separation between him and that first or second round guy is not... It's not it's not the Grand Canyon size gap. No. So honestly, you're gonna start seeing some of that on, on the lower level. What Patrick kind of brought up was no, no. This player, at player A uh, and player B, there's not a huge separation between the two. But player A, the 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 number attached to him, the NIL number attached to him is I don't know half a million dollars, and the the number attached to player B is around seventy five thousand. That's what he wants. Yeah. You know we it, can do it, so we can do that seventy five thousand dollar guy, and the difference is negligible between the two. These are the types of decisions that are being made now. Y'all don't like it, right. but that's the real. And it looks more <laughs> and more like what Rodney Terry's looking at this year is you're going to try and spend money some on you're going to spend the bigger deals on probably trying to bring in freshmen because they don't know the market yet and, and bring the Sue back and bring the Sue back. But and then you're looking at a lot of these transfers of let's go get guys with chips on their shoulder. Yes. And let's go get some guys because yes. you want those dogs. Something to prove. And if I go out and I get a Hunter Dickinson or I go out and get uh, a Caleb Love or somebody like that who has already played on the best teams in the country and has done all this, and they just want more money or they want more playing time whatever, I, I'm going to have a hard time coaching those guys to get the best out of them because they 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 weren't winning on a on a team that was at our level or around our level. I don't know if they're going to be the right guy. They may be, but I go out and get another guy who can play at a really high level that just wasn't heavily recruited out of high school. Maybe he grew four or five inches. Yep. At a, you know, Seen since then, or maybe maybe he just he, something got unlocked in one of the off seasons for him, and now he has a new aspect to his game. And or your system, you can unlock, yeah, because nobody else could. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think where Rodney Terry is looking at more of building a team that has that chip on the shoulder, which is a lot of what this Texas team this season was built on. Yep, I totally TexasOneFund.org. In case you were wondering, <laughs> TexasOneFund.org. By the way, the spring game is presented to you. By the Texas One Fund. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if Hart is doing spots for the Texas One Fund, but he might need to be doing spots for the Texas One Fund. Uh, but no, I mean, that's just reality of it. I mean, it, and a lot of people don't like it. It makes them a little uneasy to talk about these dollar figures that are attached to players. But you are, if you're a coach constructing a roster in NIL exactly. transfer portal era, you're looking at ROI. 
Yes. Return on investment. Right. How much am I paying? Like, think about Texas football, right? Think about like, all these guys in Texas football who uh, reportedly may have been upped in NIL deals just to attract them to come here, things of that nature, and that stuff like that didn't pan out. Um, the coaches have to rethink the allocation of those resources. Now, what's the tight end that came from Alabama? Uh, uh, I forget not, his name not Juan now. Davis, he, but the other one that was uh, that came to Texas. He didn't even he get didn't a play. chance to play. He didn't even play, and he ended up what Billingsley? Yeah, Billingsley. Thank you very much, Jamal Jalil Billingsley. Jalil Billingsley. Jalil, Jalil. Yeah, uh, Jalil Billingsley. That's a guy who I'm sure got some nil money just to entice him to come from Alabama to Texas, and everybody thought, oh, in the in the in the Sark system, he knows the system, he's going to be great. And then it turns out NCAA issues, he couldn't even play yeah. because of the NCAA issues. And then after that, it was too late to acclimate him into. Yep. Uh, exactly. As I have. Yep. I, I don't know how much he got, but let's assume he got a little something. something. Well, a lot come, of it went to from? Texas. Huh? A lot of it went to Texas because he had a lot of parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they were trying to get it That's back. That's what huh? they were trying to get. Exactly. So you think about return on investment with that. Yep. You, you. That's basically a failure of an experiment. Yep. I'm sure that he got some money out of that. So you got to be thinking about how much money you're investing NIL-wise in these players and then what you're getting back in return for these players. This, this is the new era we're living in. It's always funny to me when a lot of people always want to talk about how um, somebody else should spend their money. That's the thing. That was, oh, my goodness. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe they got that much money for that kid. What do you mean? Why are you worried about what it is? Watch and see what happens. Someone just spent $2.something million dollars on a pair of shoes, exactly. and you worried about giving their kids money. Exactly. This is the <laughs> thing that really just drives me nuts. Every time I hear stuff, I'm just like, man. We figure it out, and to your point, the, the ROI is the best way to, to try to deliver that. You have to. That's how you got to look yeah. at it, man. It's like, hey, what yeah. am I getting uh, in exchange for whatever dollar figure you, you paid in NIL money, opportunities for that player? What do you get in return on the field and off the field? Those yep. are the opportunities there. So, anyway, shout out to the Texas One Fund, by the way. What's that? How, how do you uh, get Texas One Fund.org. Texas One Fund.org. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure Wheels appreciates that. <laughs> Uh, but I will say this about the Rodney Terry regime so far, and it's not uh, Rodney Terry's fault at all because he just got the gig. Okay, uh, how oh, people know? think that he's been here forever, to, like recruiting well, for the as entire the time. interim guy. He was here yeah. for, you know, season. for the season for the interim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as the full time guy, he really just became the full time head yeah. coach. Um, but I will say that the that the headlines since. They have just they've not because they haven't been negative headlines, but they, mm -hmm. they haven't been positive headlines. Right. So need some positive headlines. Definitely need some positive headlines. Right. Hey, Ron Holland Arterial. came out. Ron Holland said he was coming back. He said, I'm That's still good. excited. That's I'm, I'm going to give, give him that one. That was good. Yeah, exactly. we, I got to take the win when we get it on this one. Exactly. My point is, that was a good headline, but there are way more negative yes. headlines out yes, there is. Because now I'm hearing the Arterio Morris thing is that he's he's, he's gone pretty yeah. much. I no, guess. I mean, he was, yeah. I mean, uh, Dylan Mitchell's probably gone too. Both of those of you read their statements oh. that neither one of them seemed like they were they they had any real intention for coming back. Uh, Arturo Morris is the one that is that's really that one stings more because I really thought he could have come in the lineup this year and done some big things. I agree with and that. played a lot more I agree minutes. Agree with that. Uh, for whatever reason, he's decided to move on. I don't know if it is nil. I don't know if it's another coach that he has a system he wants to play with. Uh, I mean, we heard also the uh, Roland Brumbaugh. Uh, he goes back to Georgetown. A lot of the reports are he was really homesick, and Georgetown's by where he's from. Yep. And so a lot of the reports were this is really not much to do with Ronnie Terry or anything else. He just went really far away from home, spent a summer, spent a year at Texas, and was like, I just want to go home. Right. And I so he went to a school back closer to where he's from. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think a lot of this is 
uh, Coach Terry's fault at all. Uh, but it is what it is. The headlines yep. are the headlines. Yep. The headlines, headlines are, are Terry Morris entered the portal. Rowan Broomba entered the portal. Tyrese Hunter declared for the draft, along with Dylan Mitchell, AJ Johnson decommitting to play in the NBL. Strength and conditioning coach John Riley. He's going to go to go. Probably assume the assumption is he's going to go back to uh, his relationship with Chris Beard and probably link up with him there at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. It's great to have the Ron Holland news that he's going to stick with Texas. These are not bad stories or negative stories, but they're not good stories. So right. I'm just saying that yep. just pe- Longhorn fans want good headlines. They do. I've been in this business so a long small. time. Longhorn fans, they want good headlines, and yep. these are not good headlines. And we, right. do, we all deserve them. We all deserve <laughs> great headlines. And you know what? I think Coach Terry will have some good headlines for I think he will, too. I think we're waiting on one more that is not going to give the best – because I, I think we're still waiting on the Dylan DeSue to oh, try no. the draft process but maintain eligibility. I would assume that is going to happen. Uh, if he comes back, that would be huge. But that's the thing. Is I don't think we hear if he's coming back for a while because I feel like he's going to do the maintain eligibility too. And he's going to combine testing and all that That would be my guess. He okay. may not. He may he may take away eligibility. Well, he if, may, the, if the NIL may, number if the NIL number is sweet enough, he, he would. He would decide, I'm skipping all of that. I don't he, need to yeah, go through all he that. He could. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't know any of that yet. And the fact that it hasn't happened yet, Makes you lean in one way, that he may lean one way or the other, but I, I figure that will come as the next announcement, and then it's where we have to start watching uh, some of these other. Uh, Reese Dixon Waters is the only name that I think that we've really been linked to that has already USC picked. Yes, and he's already picked another school. He went to San Diego State. Man, San Diego State. Yeah, they on the hey, road they're hot right bit. now. Yeah, they hot right now. That makes sense. Uh, Texas is hot right now, too. Yeah, they are. They are. Going. Uh, yeah. We'll see if uh, Coach Terry uh, can capitalize on some of that momentum. Um, all right, we'll get into some more. Oh, speaking of Texas basketball, I wanted to get to this story before we get to the Coach Bennett dog rant, which oh. <laughs> always puts me in a good mood. Uh, and this may put you guys in a good mood as well. Okay, so you guys, have you heard of the basketball tournament? I'm sure Patrick has. Yep, yep. I've, yep. I've, I've seen it before. You've seen it before? Oh, yeah. When, I've watched pieces of it before. You've yeah. watched the basketball tournament as well. I've Ohio been, State normally has a really good team because they always have Jared uh, Sullinger. Okay. And they always have, what's the point guard that they have? Was it Kraft? Aaron Kraft? He's a, yeah. he's a good little point guard too, so yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I've I've never actually uh, watched it. I've heard of it before, but I've never got a chance to watch it. So it is a basket. It's a national basketball tournament. For those who don't know, the TB they call it TBT tournament, but mm-hmm. the basketball tournament. I think is actually what it stands for. It uh, does. It does. Right? That's, That's what, what it stands, stands for. for. Yeah, the uh, basketball tournament. <laughs> so it's a sixty-four team single elimination tournament. Um, and I guess it's supposed to have kind of a, ma- a March Madness feel to it. There's a million dollar payout for the winning team. And I imagine uh, that as long as you're not an NBA professional, I believe those are the stipulations. If you're not an NBA professional, you can put together a team. Yep. And uh, some former Longhorns, Mm -hmm. lifetime Longhorns, better yet, um, they have put together a team. They call themselves Austin's Own, and it's a team of former Longhorns. Love it. You're going to have Andrew Jones on here, Curran Roach, uh, Jordan Hamilton, Cam Ridley. Big dog. Dexter Pittman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Cabongo. Sterling Gibbs. Um, uh, Alexi Wangmini. Uh, and Clint Chapman. Yep. Are the Longhorns that are going to form the uh, Longhorn alumni team, Austin's own. Some of them are still playing like overseas, yes. which is good reason for you to have them because you don't want some of the old heads trying to go out there 
and get into a run against a lot of these younger teams as well. Man, that yeah. is that's honestly that's. I'm glad to cool. see that there's some representation. for I'm checking them. it. I, I might try to check this out. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, hopefully they can advance in this tournament. But it's for a million dollars. I bet there are some good teams though. Yeah. Oh, this for sounds sure. like there are some legit teams. I imagine. Other, but some of them you don't really. No, right? Like so like Northern Iowa had a team, Wichita State had a team, and they brought back a lot a lot oh, of their guys okay. to Ohio State, like I was saying. Teams from Washington. But I imagine like some of the guys from okay, so the, is the Ice Cube three on three still a thing? Yeah, yeah, league? yeah. He still yeah. has his league. Yeah. I wonder if like some of the because all those guys are, like a lot of ex players. I wonder if those guys will put together random teams. Just ex ex NBA players. That's why they're playing play. three on three. And yeah, not five on five. Yeah, it's down the court. Not all of those guys are that old, but you're right. Most of them yeah, are. Yeah, and it's geriatric. Also, <laughs> and there's also a point that a lot of those guys are already they've made more money in their career, so they're they're still playing. And they want to do it because they get endorsements and they get everything else and can make a little bit more money. But yeah, they're a million dollars split for a bunch of work. Not necessarily great if you know you're not going to make it if you lose. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Yeah, With a guaranteed paycheck must be nice for a million dollar <laughs> split not to be a big deal for you. But you're right about those. That's guaranteed money. I'm an NFL guy, so I don't know about guaranteed money. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've never experienced it before. Harris knows all about that guaranteed yeah, yeah. cash. A L- little bit. Uh, but yeah, this is pretty cool. I like this idea. But uh, Harris is right. I, I imagine a lot of teams around the country have ex alumni teams they put together. Yeah. So what would North Carolina Duke's alumni team look like? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Might be uh, pretty stout. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to this uh, this coach business. Since we're paying uh, homage uh, to dogs today, because uh, it is the new theme of New Theme Thursday, because Lou was found on this day. So uh, this is found day. So we're celebrating all dogs, even though Lou is the unofficial mascot of the show. So it got us to talking about Coach Bennett's famous rant about his dog Bo, and basically the the premise of the rant is you always want more dogs. And fewer cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much like Harge, uh, Coach Bennett, not a cat fan. <laughs> Here is the famous Coach Bennett dog rant, if you haven't heard it, and it will make your day. Trying to get our two boys ready to carry them to the golf tournament for practice, right? Golf tournament. Twelve cats live across the road. Our door's open. Screen's broke. We need to get a new screen door. But the screen's broke, so you can come in through the screen, but you can't get back out of it. I turn and look, there's a little kitty cat in our, in our kitchen. So I said, what are you doing in here, little kitty cat? By that time, eh, the cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going, all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back. I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, it's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here yeah, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. And, uh, we need more it. dogs. We need more dogs. That's I like right. the, 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 the cat noises. Uh, make the rant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Bo's What's that noise in here? <laughs> Bo's in the background. Gotta go shut down, Bo. <laughs> that is a great rant. I love it. He's right about that, too, man. Like, you it. need more dogs. Don't be cat. This is not against cat people. No, Actually, I no, cat no. People. He's just saying, don't, don't, be, don't be so vain. All right. Don't be Let's so. Go out there and get that work in, man. Don't, yeah. Don't be so narcissistic. Uh, you know, you know, metrosexual when you're trying to go on a football field. <laughs> go out there and take care of your business. I like that because I think uh, Jim Harbaugh has a similar one. Here's is about. Um, 
he calls basically a house plant, difference between a house plant and a crop. Yep. And I, Jim Harbaugh says, uh, don't be a house plant. He basically, he, said, uh, he basically says, if you're not making the team better or doing anything to make the team better, you're not really benefiting the team. That means you're a house plant. You know, no. house plants need to be catered to. You got to put them in the sunlight. You got to fertilize it. A nice little cute house plant. He's like, if you're a house plant, you're not good for the team. But if you're a field crop, all you need is a little rain, a little bit of water here and there, and you're going to grow and flourish. So he's like, always be corn and never be a house plant. Mm. <laughs> That's li- I like Same that. Thing. It's, 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 it's very similar. All right. This uh, ain't been no dogs. Okay. We need more dogs. Now, do we think, because I don't know what year this rant came out, is this the genesis of the saying, he got that dog in him? No, I think, it was, I, think it was, I think it was before that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear a lot on, on, online before that. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I did not hear it a lot. And I've been in this business a long time. He got that dog in him. Has not, it has not become a normal part of our lexicon in the, except in the last five to six years. There's no way we were saying it with regularity 15 years ago when I started in this business. We weren't saying it 10 years ago. Nah. I did that right now. We weren't. So it is a. It just happened in the last ten years, and that rant was famous. I mean, ESPN Sports Center famous. Oh yeah, that was great. It went around. That was for probably weeks. one of the greatest. And rants. then he's talking about the dog. And I'm just saying. So whatever y'all can say, like, oh, I was using that, but it wasn't famous back then. It was I thought, not. I thought, a part we'll have to do some research and now figure out. Now everybody's like, who got that dog in him? You see the memes everywhere. A little dog inside of a chest X-ray. He got that dog in him. Yeah. They talk about it on on, on ESPN and Fox Sports. I didn't everybody want to see says nobody it. had a cat in there going. <laughs> so to say, it, it may be the just. I don't know if it's the first time somebody used it. But I think it might have become po- it might become popularized as Possibly. a pop culture term Possibly. around that time. He got that dog in him. Yeah, mm, just throw it out there. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we come back. We'll talk spring football expectations, predictions, and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful night, Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday and the new theme of today. It's all about Lou. All right. Lou uh, is our unofficial mascot of the show, and he's also Patrick's dog. But this is his found day, and so my man Patrick decided to devote the entire uh, new theme to Lou. So new theme day is dogs uh, and songs that have dogs in the title are songs that relate to dogs. Yeah. And, well, and this, one, this one is not related to dogs, but this is Lou's theme song. It's actually what Lou is named after because this song is Dirty White Boy. <laughs> Which it took four baths to get Lou clean when I got him, so he was a dirty white boy. <laughs> and this is foreigner singer is Lou Graham, so that is how he got the name Lou. Love it, man. Well done. That's Bring good. it all the way full <laughs> circle. That's right. <laughs> the dirty white boy. From the day good. you got him to when you cleaned him up to where he is now, hey. well job, no, yeah. job well done, bro. That is true. Uh, big fan of Lou. Uh, my wife loves Lou too. Actually, she's a big Lou fan. Uh, if you want to go see Lou. Um, you can go check it out at Twitter at Patrick's Twitter account at It's Patrick Davis. He's got a little homage up there, a little collage homage for Lou, our unofficial mascot. All right, uh, we don't have a ton of time here. And shout out to my man Chan, always coming with the positivity. Always. Appreciate that, Chan, man. And you also have a great evening. We appreciate uh, the the kind words here. Appreciate all you guys on the Specs text line. Guys and gals, by the way. Uh, we appreciate all you guys, man, uh, and gals on the Specs text line, all your participation. All right, Harge, uh 
let's talk about the spring game a little bit more tomorrow. Yep. We'll be breaking down the spring game uh, a ton. We'll go deep diving into uh, the rabbit hole, if you will, about Texas football. And I got a ton of notes that I'm going to share. But also remember, we're going to be doing our pregame festivities on Bevo Boulevard That's starting right. at 11 a.m. Harge, myself, and E. Hogan will be out there till 1245. And then at 1 o'clock, you'll have Craig Wade, the voice alone was on the call, Roger Wallace, uh, having a great time. Oh, also, Will Matthews on the sideline. That's right. Get That's about right. Lifetime long one, Will Matthews on the sideline. All right, so Harge, uh, let me uh, let me kind of pick your brain real quick on on the spring game. Okay, I think we talked about offense. You talked about the youngsters. You want to see I a little do. bit too. I do want to see the youngsters, specifically on defense, because we talked a lot about the offense early in the show. What do you want to see from the defense? I want to see Anthony Hill, how he's going to fill in in that position mm-hmm. for uh, Demarvian Overshawn. I want to see what uh, Gavin Holmes looks like. As well, mm-hmm. I want to see all the news that have been coming out about the players being able to understand what the expectations are, how they're going to present themselves. We talked about Byron Murphy and how he's been hard to block, him and Tavondre Sweat. We don't know how long those guys are going to play, but while they're in there, I want to see them become very disruptive. Those are the, some of the things that I want to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Sark was asked uh, last media availability about the two players who have been the most significant pass rushers in the spring the two names that he brought up specifically he didn't name anybody else right <laughs> uh, all he said was byron murphy said mm-hmm. he was basically unblockable uh, in the interior and he said anthony hill anthony hill the youngster the freshman and this is interesting because he looks a- very mature to be a freshman oh of course he does yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's been a lot i remember the projections about anthony hill when he first came on as a five-star linebacker and there was pro- there was some projection that said he ultimately like ultimately down the line projects as an edge rusher mm. that if he feels out that way now he could feel out a different way depending mm-hmm. on you know the strength and conditioning program nutrition all that kind of stuff but if he if he grows a certain way and feels out like a certain way that he actually projects to be a really a better edge rusher than even a linebacker and he said part of the evaluation of him as an edge rusher was he's a natural pass rusher this has always been one of my beliefs among my football theories is that I think pass rushing is a natural ability. You can improve yes. it like anything, yeah. but I think pass rushing is natural. All the pass rushers I know, they've been natural pass. They were great pass rushers when they were skinny and they were, you know what I mean, when they yeah. were undersized. Brian Arakpo, he could rush the pass even if he was undersized. He used to put some bulk on him. Remember Jackson Jeffcoat? Yep. Jackson Jeffcoat, he was a play- hooper. Exactly. He couldn't play in the NFL because he didn't have the size. Right. But even in the NFL, he was getting sacks. Yes. In the league, he just couldn't play the run because he wasn't big enough. Went to the CFL and actually won, I think, a, a, I cup, think he won a two. championship. Yeah. I think he won two. Yeah, he might be playing another season, honestly. Yeah. But he was a natural pass rusher. All the pass rushers, you, most of them that I know, they're naturally God-gifted at it. And I wouldn't be surprised. Remember, DeMarvin Overshone last year was you lost a ton on the edge. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I went and looked up – oh, if I can't find the numbers. I went and looked up the, um, the amount of – Pressure, like the pressure rate of DeMario Overshawn, it's 25% pressure rate. He was applying pressure yep. 25% of the time when he rushed the passer. That is higher than almost all of the high-end linebacker prospects coming out this year yep. in the draft. Because DeMario Overshawn was a natural 
pass rusher. He was a problem. He, he, right? He, he, whether you're talking about the bend, are uh, you talking about getting low to the ground, the BGO, the ball get off, all those things. Some guys just have it naturally. I think he had that naturally, and I believe Anthony Hill also natural pass rusher. That's why he went from interior D lineman as being best pass rusher, which is also kind of rare. Mm-hmm. For, but it's good because you want good. that interior pressure yes. out the gut to go to a freshman linebacker. That's because he's watched the natural instincts of this kid as a pass rusher and went, well, he got it. Makes it real easy for you to make that choice. He got it. Yeah. And he's wearing zero. So, yeah, so I'm going to have to give me another Agent Zero shirt. They might put him exactly where they put uh, DeMarvin Overshone last year. They, remember, Jalen Ford's in there. So, he can yep. leave Jalen Ford like they did last year yep. and then start rushing Anthony Hill. I wouldn't doubt that. Um, so, we'll come back and talk some more about that tomorrow, uh, about some of the uh, the prospects and some of the players that we expect to see have uh, great games in the spring game. All right. Coming back, we'll let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie. One on the Horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this pan? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's good. That Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, we're going to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you miss any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com and you can catch up with them on the podcast page. Uh, join uh, Harge and myself. We're going to be out and about amongst the people tomorrow. We're going to be out at Run, Hoover, RV, and Marine Center in Georgetown from 3 to 615. They're going to kick it off their spring extravaganza. All right, so come on out there and hang out with us. Matter of fact, you should hang out with them all weekend because the spring extravaganza will be Friday through Sunday, and you'll find the best deals ever on 200 RVs, boats, and mowers in stock there. So come on out to Run Hoover RV and Marine Center in Georgetown tomorrow to join the Ball Don't Lie crew, myself and Harge. Visit the events calendar at hornfm.com for more details. All right, what's on tap for you, Harge? I'm going to go home and just chill tonight, man. Ooh, just chill. Man. I like that. Yeah, no NBA tonight. No NBA. Oh, you fans. know what I am going to do? I'm going to watch Pflugerville Conley play in their soccer match. One of my son's best friends is on Pflugerville Conley, and they're playing for to try to get a berth in the, in the championship. I like that. What you got on tap, Patrick? Instant Serious, new night. Thursday night. So Longhorn Blitz at 7, Instant Serious at 8 tonight. I like that. Uh, I'm going home. I'm going to watch this show Beef on Netflix. It's going to be pretty damn good. I'm going to go check that out at the crib. All right, uh, tomorrow. Is it about food? Uh, no, it's not. Nah, it's, about, it's about beef. It's about beef. About <laughs> angst. Uh, all right, come back tomorrow, same place and time. Uh, we'll be out of this amongst the people. Remember, the revolution I'll be telling us. Talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.